Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is March 24th, 2020. It is already Tuesday of this week, and I have to, like, wake up and go, oh, wait, what day is it? Because there's nothing on the calendar. There's I still have meetings, though, on the phone um, in the mornings on Mondays, and so yesterday did feel like a Monday, and then I woke up today, and I'm like, oh, wait, what day am I on? What's going on? So it's kind of interesting, but in this time of all days melting into each other and us not really having the options that we had is setting goals for ourselves in this time. And where this came from is when I lived in the Midwest and I was younger, obviously I wasn't, um, I was working, but I was, you know, like still in college and I was working and going to school. But in the winter time in Chicago, it gets that Arctic cold, anything after Christmas, like January, February, and most of March, it used to, March was a question mark. Sometimes we had good ones. Sometimes we had bad ones. But for the most part, we would have three months where we wouldn't really see anybody that we didn't work with or that we didn't go to school with. It would, those were your only two reasons you left your house. And, you know, people would get depressed in the wintertime in those months. They, we didn't see sun very much. Um, people would feel like they were just exhausted all the time from getting cabin fever and all those kinds of things. But what I used to do in that time was I would, and I didn't realize I was doing this till I moved to California and I didn't have that two or three month window every year was that I would set these goals and say, oh, by the springtime, I will have done this. I will have finished that. Um, I would even like write things down like it just because they were so bored. We'd be like, oh, hair grows half an inch a month. My hair will be three inches or two inches longer by the end of this. And we would just, I would just know that things were, like I would be able to forethink things. And then when I got here to California, where the weather's the same all year, for two years, one, I didn't do that, but I kept waiting because my calendar inside my body, my timeline, would be waiting for this time to do these things. And I realized I didn't have that time anymore. And it took me until like, one full year, and then the next year, I'm at a gas station, and I see Santa in shorts. And I thought, oh, my God, a year and a half, more than almost two years have gone by, and life has changed. This is my winter. And it just gave me a different way to think outside of the box. So I had to come up with my little goals, and I had to know that, okay, in four months' time, in six months' time, this will be done. And how did I do that? Well, I I didn't set myself up to fail. 
That was the first way I did it. If I wanted to do something, I was pretty specific about it, which was the first thing is I, I knew exactly, like I wanted to work out and be ready, let's say, to maybe run a small marathon or to be able to have a certain definition in my body or whatever it was I was looking for at the time, I would be specific of how I would do that. You know, I would do, I know it sounds funny, but jumping jacks at the time because I didn't belong to gyms. And and all the stuff I went back to once this went down where we couldn't go out, the gyms were closed, doing jumping jacks, push-ups, squats. I wrote how many. I wrote how many days of the week I would do them. So I was so specific that my brain was like, oh, okay, we can do that. Because I didn't set myself up to fail. I didn't tell people, oh, I'm going to do this, and by this time I'm going to have this. Or I just said it to myself. But when you know you are going to do something, is when you write it down somewhere and you are specific, you are specific about how I'm going to learn to cook, I'm going to learn to bake bread really well, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to start a business, I want to have better relationships with people around me, I want to learn how to build things. I want to learn how to paint. I want to learn how to dance. As you tell yourself that, your brain says, okay, you're really in a learning mode. You want to learn. Okay, what do you want to learn? I want to learn to be more organized. Now that I'm home and I started cleaning, I realized that I'm a little clutter it. I want to be more organized. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, every single day, I'm going to go through a room while I'm here, while I have this time. And I'm going to fix it the way I like things to actually be, not the way they are. Okay, well, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to start with the drawers first. And I'm going to take out what we don't need. Since the room's already messy, I can continue to mess it up until we clean it up. And then after the drawers, I'm going to go in the closet. And then after the closet, I'm going to go under the bed. And then after the bed, I'm going to hit the nightstands. And then I'm going to pull everything out and vacuum the whole floor. Or sweep it, whatever you've got. And then after I do that, I'm going to wash the sheets and wash the bedspread. And then after that, and you just continue to just give your mind a map the reason why I want to do it, which is why you won't stop, because I want to have a sense of organization. I don't want to clean up a mess all the time. I want to maintain my room, because once I get back to running, I will have already set up my foundation. That's why I want to do that. The details in our goals matter. But what does all this teach us in this time? It does a couple things. But the first thing it teaches us is self-discipline. Start to believe ourselves. 
when we do things, and I know that sounds funny that we don't believe ourselves, but think about how many times you said, God, I really want to do this. And then you never took the time to set a goal or to figure out how. But it stays in the back of your mind. If there ever was a time, ever was a time in your entire lifetime, before today and after today, to do this, it's today. It's today. At your goals, as desires. As desires. This is all happening. This whole upset in our world is happening because we are not taking care of ourselves. Nobody. We were all going into a tornado, couldn't get out of it. And now we all got out of the tornado. And we like fell to the ground and we're like, whoops, what happened to life? Where did life just go? Well, what do I do now? What do I think now? How do I make ends meet? How is this all going to pan out? And if we sit and wait for somebody else to tell us what to do, What is that going to solve? They're not going to know better than you. But if you can say, hey, in this time, these are three things I would like to accomplish in the next two or three months, because that's pretty much what it looks like. I think we just canceled the Olympics. I don't think the market's going to go up very much every day or down very low every day, but it's kind of inching its way down. The things that were important are all gone, and the things that were life-saving important, the things that are that, are all we care about. Our health, our food, our homes, and our families. Everything else turned out to be the big fat variable. And there's something very weird in me that loves this time. I absolutely love it. I don't love that people are getting hurt and are ill. I don't love that part of it at all. This is a very ravaging kind of a flu. The car, it's, it is a form of flu, which I did not know, but it's, it's one we don't have an immunization for, nor are we familiar with. But in that, doing the right things are all we can think about because there's no other way out. And there's, you know, the eager beavers who want this over and they want to control it and they want to tell it what to do and how to do it. But it's not in their hands. It's not in their hands. 
any power in this world that we gave a lot of power to cannot decide what this virus is going to do or not. It's the equal opportunity virus. Every life is important. And if we can stop for a minute and think about the goals that our world needs to set, I just, that that book, Origins of Truth, it's so far ahead of me. What do we need to have goals for? That if something doesn't go through the filter of truth, love, and purity, the golden rules of goals. Because when there's truth and there's love and there's purity, the reason of why we want to do it, cleaning our homes or cleaning our world, will be the same. Whether it's deciding, hey, we can't set ourselves up to fail if we take care of each other. I cannot set myself up to fail if I take care of my home. And this is how we are going to take care of each other. This is how I'm going to take care of my home. That's how these are golden rules because they can be applied anywhere and they will work. In any time, we start racing over each other just to get what we each individually want. No matter who it hurts, no matter who we use, no matter why we use them, at the end of the day, nobody wins. And it's not about being in America, a Republican or a Democrat or a left wing or a right wing or whatever wing you are. It's not about a presidential race. It is about the human race. The minute we veer off from each other, something has to happen to bring us back. That's why these huge disasters, what looks like a disaster, come every once in a while and not every day. To that fork in the road and then we veer off and we're brought back to the fork in the road. And if you look throughout history, this has been going on since the beginning of time. We're here to learn and what we learn will take us to where we're going And if we need to come back to achieving the goals of truth, love, and purity, we're going to come back. If anyone told us, which someone was telling me, and now I'm really listening to what he says, because every time he says something, I'm like, oh my God, how in God's name did you know that? And he just knows. But if anyone else told me a year ago, Because I almost tuned him out. I kept saying, come on, stop telling me that. I'm not talking about this again. And then now I just, like, listen. Because I don't know what to add. I just know how to listen. But if every goal you set 
you would already have that in you as a system to go through the filter of, is this my truth? Do I love to do this? Does it make me feel like a child again? That feeling of feeling like a child when we're setting our goals, that hope, like, oh my gosh, if I decide to do this, I actually can. And then see myself do it. And then see myself after I've done it and what I would like to do next, understanding that this is a learning tree. It's not like when you're done with a goal, you're done, and then you just come up with another bigger goal. It's like a succession. Where do I want to go? Well, my first goal, assuming we know nothing, I will learn this. And once I learn this, I'll be able to do the next step. And once I do the next step, I'll be able to learn the next step. And when your brain starts to be allowed to take on processes, we can achieve. What's happened in our world and the goals that the world had of everyone get as much money as you can at the end of the day and those who don't have to serve those who do didn't work, doesn't go through the filter of truth, love, and purity. I now know the value of how I used to sit there and I'd be like, oh my God, Christ, not another day of truth, love, and purity. How much more can I write about this? But still I sat there and typed. I had no idea what was coming out of my fingers typing. I thought I understood it in one way at the time, but it seems exactly like Christ said, as we grow, we're going to learn the same things over and over again. We are only going to learn them deeper. We're going to learn them in greater depth. So what I'm asking of us right now is try it. Set some goals in this time and put them through the truth, love, and purity filter. Is this my truth? Yeah, this is my truth for today. This is all I want to do. I want to go through my drawers. I want to go through my closets. I want to clean out my car. I want to read a book and I, I want to start, like I want to read the treasured writings of Khalil Gibran or I, you know, I want to read the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe or whatever you want to do. But those writings, they may sound like, oh, I'm not interested in that. I said that. But I got to love Costco. I'm in Costco. And this was, I want to say, three or four years ago. And I saw these books, and I'm like, hey, these are classic books, like the ancient Greek philosophers and the stories and poems of Edgar Allan Poe and William Shakespeare and the complete works. I'm like, wow, these are all in one place. And each book was like 20 bucks. So I bought them all. So I bought four books that had these, the, you know, the art of war. Why do we even have war? How did we decide we're going to put people on one side and the other and we're going to throw spears at each other? And what does it solve if we kill other people? Like how could we get what we want through killing other people? And I remember getting these books and thinking, one day <laughs> I'm going to read them. 
And the day is here. And when you get inside of these books, you're like, holy cow, this is great. No wonder people talked about them. And the enrichment you feel when you get up because you have learned something that is true, that was written from love. Not because they wanted to be a bestseller or be a speaker on a microphone with thousands of people and then you take a picture of it and you show people how successful you are. That's not success. We started living in images of success instead of from love. And everything that doesn't have love in it is gone right now. We're like in this grassroots movement of learning how to use our brains individually so that when we are together, we understand what we're going to do, that we are motivated to do the best things. And everyone who's trying to do something that doesn't work but for their own purposes is kind of falling flat because people are like, hey, wait a minute. We are going to die if we don't stay inside because this thing has a mind of its own. I don't care who you are, it is not working. We are setting goals for the highest priorities in our lives, which is each other. I have never seen in my lifetime on earth more people who from across the street, who don't even know each other, are waving to each other. And I know that sounds like a little kind of silly thing, but a lot of times we wouldn't even look across the street to see who was there, nor would we care. We look at our neighbors as a resource as opposed to, I never need to meet them. Setting goals of knowing our areas. Setting goals of being part of our areas. Taking time to get a notebook and write down why your desires, your goals are valuable to you. Why it's important to you. And how would I one day take what I'm learning here and be able to share it with others? Why is this goal even worthwhile? And if we can ask these kinds of questions behind the bills we pass and the stuff we pass, there would be no argument. But if everybody's trying to get what they want, everyone else is trying to stop the people who are trying to get what they want from getting what they want because it's not serving anybody well. This is such a huge time that we are all part of this history. And the longer we stay put, the more we are going to see of how things are either going to work or they're not. And why? And Liam writes in the chat, I think the best thing is we have time to get to know ourselves. All great spiritual teachings are founded in one core truth, know thyself. That's exactly the questions we're asking today. What motivates me? Why? Why does it motivate me? 
how do I take myself from just being motivated to learning more about this? I will not fail. I am learning. Learning is not failure. It's it's just changing the way we walk into things. Assume you know nothing about it instead of feeling like all you want is the end result and then you're frustrated because you don't keep getting the end result. It took me four years. Let's see. It was 2002 I saw Christ. In 2007, the book was published. So four years of writing and editing, getting the money to print the book, the whole nine yards, finding the right people, going to certain seminars of people to see what to do because the years, that the first year I wanted, when I did Little Wing, they had decentralized the publishing industry. They were no longer taking not well-known writers. They were now not introducing new writers. They were just taking people who were already prominent so that they can have huge sales in the beginning. And they decentralized the publishing world. So my goals to have the book published, I had to find another way to do it. And I did. I found the people I needed along the way. But it took a lot more time, and I needed a lot more money than I ever thought. I thought I would get an advance. I was thinking the way the world was, but I had to adapt to the way the world is. And then I have people who come up to me and say, well, I want to write a book in two weeks, literally. And I'm thinking, two weeks? Why, first of all, two weeks? What do you want to share? What is the rush? And I I will tell you right now, that is impossible. I'm not saying it because I think what you want to do is impossible, but in the time that you want to do it in is impossible because I've done it. It's not about writing the book. It's about sharing something with others. It's not a race to be an author. I still, until this very day, don't look at myself as an author. I look at myself as I had to do that because I couldn't help it. And I knew that the same reason why I did it would be the same reason why people would read it. Because whatever was in there was teaching me. And if it was teaching me, I knew it was going to teach you. And there may be parts of it you don't understand today, but you'll get there. Because we keep growing into the depths of this book. And I don't want to sit here and go, oh, wow, I'm so great. I wrote a book. Because I don't believe that I wrote that book from myself alone. I sat there and I typed it, but that book taught me everything we are all still discovering and learning today. The way I look at it is, oh my gosh, God, I hope I do right by you. I hope I do right by this information. And I knew in my heart when I would say that, that this book will find people. Find the person it needs to be with. 
It's a living, breathing organism. And that was my motivation for making sure I got the money to make sure that that book would land in the laps of the people it belonged to at this time. That was my motivating feeling. That was the reason and the way I had to figure out. So look at what you desire most. Be very specific. Don't put too many goals. Let it only be one. Give yourself a week to think about it. You have a week to think about it. Clean things out. It will help organize your mind. And then set the goals that motivate you. And maybe we'll do a day where everyone could write in what they set and how they're getting there. I would love to hear. This is such a great time in our history. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.